Good evening, good evening. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and glad in it. Can we bless the Lord in this house tonight? We thank God for this night, this first night of our revival, a time that we share in being revived, being renewed, being reinvigorated as children of God. I don't know about you, but every now and then on this path, this journey, we get tired. Every now and then we get beat down and worn down. But thankfully, we are here tonight and this week believing that God restores. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm glad he's a restoring God. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will walk and not get weary. They shall run and not faint. I don't know about you, but I'm going to just wait on him. Amen. I'm going to wait on him to be renewed. Wait on him to be restored. Wait on him. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you tonight that you are the God, the God who restores. You're the God who sees where we are, who we are, and how we are. And Lord, you know that tonight we come in very many different ways. Some of us come broken down. Some of us come burdened down. But God, we thank you that you can fix what's broken you can repair what's been torn and you can restore what's been depleted so God right now in this week of services we pray for spiritual restoration pour out your spirit oh God renew our strength in Jesus name and we'll give you the glory we'll give you the honor and we give you the praise. We count it now as done in Jesus' name. And for his sake we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Our deacons are coming now for devotion. Won't you follow them in this time as we go further in our service? Brother Deacons. I wonder if you would help us sing tonight an oldie but a goodie. When he called me.
bow for a word of prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, we gather together during this time of revival, not just to worship you, but to renew and realign ourselves with your will for our lives. We thank you for your under-shepherd, our pastor, who not only but teaches us how your word should be manifested in the world where there's full of chaos and confusion. Father, as we contemplate what we have learned as believers, we realize that you desire for us to renew and reacquaint ourselves with your purpose for the church and the mandate for each of us to live a life that directs the focus of unbelievers to you. Father, we pray that as a church, we enter this time of renewal, rededication, and recommitment to saintly service and Christian decision-making that brings you glory and edifies your kingdom. Father, we pray that as we embark upon this time of reflection, that you are ever-present and that each night of this revival, your words flow from the mouths of those that will bring the preach word, that your love moves each person's heart to love others as you love us, and that your Holy Spirit resides in this space that reminds us of the grace and mercy you give us daily, even while still sinners, asking only that we do the same for others. Finally, Father, we dare ask that you continue to challenge us, this ministry, this congregation, and this church, to truly internalize and exhibit what it means to be called a Christian. Father, these blessings we ask through your son, Jesus Christ, and it is in his name that we pray. Amen. Our scripture tonight comes from the book of John, 21st chapter, 15th through 19th verse. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that he said unto him, Feed my lambs. He said unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. He said unto him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch out their hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken these things, he said unto him, Follow me.
bless his name. Anybody know he's a way maker? Just keeps on making a way. Opening doors, doing things I don't deserve. Amen. Over and 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 over again. He just keeps on. you feel about it. I'm glad he keeps on. Amen. That's the kind of God we serve. Some folk don't want you to be proud of your blessings. Some folk want you to be quiet when you get blessed. But I wish I had three or four folk who didn't mind testifying. The Lord has been good to me. Brought me a mighty long way. Took me out of this and brought me into that. He keeps on making a way for me. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, listen, let us welcome our visitors this, this evening, all of our visitors. If you're not a member of K-Chapel, won't you stand to your feet? Let us see you and welcome you to K-Chapel this evening. All of our visitors, won't you stand? Let us see you tonight. Amen, 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 amen. God bless you. God bless you. Good to have you here on tonight. For worshiping us on tonight, amen. We count it a joy and a privilege that you thought it not a robbery to begin our revival services with you. I, I have a sneaky suspicion that a lot of those folk who stood up were from New Mac Raven Hill. I just got a sneaky, I got a sneaky suspicion, amen. And so, what I'm gonna do is later on, I'm gonna let you reintroduce your folk, amen. Amen. God bless you and keep you as our friend. Listen, it's giving time. It's time that we give now in these revival services. We did not pre-announce uh, a gift that we're asking our members to give. Um, and so we're going to ask, however, that, that you give as God is so blessing you. I, I'm, I'm going to set it and, and you just try to meet it. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Amen. We didn't pre-announce it, but, but, but if you, you know, we, we pride ourselves on following leadership. Amen. So, so, so I'm just going to set it uh, $25. Amen. All of our members. Amen. And New McRaven here, if you want to join in, we ain't going to reject it. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. But we're going to ask our members, if you will, uh, give a gift of $25 for the week. God bless you. Ushers are coming now. Are, are, we, are we walking around, ushers? Are we going to walk around? 
we're going to walk around. Amen. And so if you, amen, we want our inner aisles to stand. Is that correct? Our inside aisles to stand? Who's standing? Give me some directions. Outside aisles. Everybody. Amen. Everybody's going to stand at this time. All right. So you're going to give us directions. We're going to follow the ushers from the back. The ushers are going to lead us around, and then we'll follow from the back. Amen. All aisles are standing at the same time. All aisles are standing at the same time. Now, as we prepare to give in this, this offering, amen. God bless you. Ushers, won't you lead them around so they'll know which way to go? Ushers, lead them around now so they'll know which way to go. Amen. Ushers, take the lead. Ushers, take the lead. Ushers, take the lead.
services in the fine way that I know that you will. We're living in some very interesting times. This past week we saw families literally torn apart. And don't 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 get me wrong, I know that we're a nation of laws. And I love this country, as I'm sure you do. But there's something inhumane about waiting till the first day of school and timing such a raid after the tragedies of El Paso and Dayton. And, and, Ohio, there's something that, that's missing in the hearts of humanity for us not to be sensitive to those moments. I, I think, I think it's, a, it's a calling for restoration because it says there's something broken in the hearts of men. If we can do that, and, and, and I, I, think, I think if you just indulge me for a moment, if you really have a problem with what's happening with the system, why not go after the employers? Because the only reason they have a job is because some laws have already been broken. So if we're going to really be a nation of laws, <laughs> let's enforce them at all levels instead of just going after the low-hanging fruit. I, I, I said all of that because it, it, it has been on my heart since we saw it, you saw it, I saw it, and we tend to be a church of action. We tend to be church that looks at need and try to meet it when we can, where we can, how we can, recognizing that we can't do everything, but we can do something. I try also to be very thoughtful and, and dutiful in, in getting information so that what we do is actually meeting need. 
So we've been gathering information and getting data to make sure that when we act, that it is appropriate. That when we act, it is meeting actual need. We're working on that right now. We will be speaking with you as a congregation, perhaps even later in these services, these revival services this week, uh, because action will take place. We will be at the forefront. We will be at the forefront. And all I need is when the call goes out, I need you to answer. Amen. When the call goes out, I need you to answer. Now, I'll tell you up front, uh, we need more hands and feet than we need money. I'll tell you that up front. We need more hands and more feet than we'll need donations. In other words, we just need bodies and people in place. Okay? So as we get those plans together, we'll share that with you uh, so that we can be actively engaged and ministering to our brothers and sisters in need. Amen? God bless you. I want you to be praying over that. I want you to saturate that with your prayers uh, so that our works uh, will glorify God and will edify humanity. We are delighted this week to have some great preachers with us here at K Chapel. I don't know if you know it or not, but throughout the city of Jackson, uh, we have several new pastors uh, who have occupied pulpits at some of our historic churches, uh, two of whom are with us. This, uh, the one who is with us tonight uh, is the pastor of the New McRaven Hill. I think we got some New McRaven Hill in here. He is just about to complete his first year as pastor at New McRaven Hill. You have his bio there in your, amen. I, I believe they proud of their pastor, amen. <laughs> amen. Amen, amen. You have his bio in your programs. He's an educator, a man who loves the Lord, a man who loves children, a man who loves his family, and we're delighted to have him with us. He is a product of Jackson Public Schools, Murrah High School as well, uh, as Mississippi, the Mississippi Valley State University. <laughs> Amen. And so we're glad to have him with. Listen, do me a great big favor. Give him a great big K-Chapel welcome. And welcome our preacher for the night, Reverend Cedric Crump. Come on and welcome him tonight. Amen. After the choir, we will hear the word of God from the man of God.
know no more fitting song than God restores. Even if the theme wasn't restoration, God restores is always a timely thing. I don't don't believe you understand where I'm coming from. Uh, That uh, no matter where you have been in life, no matter where you are right now in life, he he is meeting the youngest to the oldest through simple words of God restored. It puts something on your spirit. It should. It could have been any way. But he has saw fit to bring you back into his good graces. I won't be before you long, but I do want to give honor to God who is the God of restoration. Yes, sir. To the man of this house, Reverend Buckley, my co-laborers. Uh, our first ladies we definitely thank you I know Reverend Buckley is just as excited for his first lady as I am for my first lady so I I want to make that and he didn't even have to pay me to say that Um, we definitely thank the deacons the mothers of both churches of all churches and we thank you for your presence. Uh, Those who know me uh, know that I talk as long as he keeps me. And after he lets me go, I let you go. I promise you that I won't hold you longer. But I do have a word for you. Um, Something that can help us in this revival. Um, I was a baseball guy, and I learned as a baseball guy that the leadoff hitter has an important job. Uh, No matter if you hit home runs, if you hit singles, doubles, you only had one job. That was to get on base. No matter how you did it, you needed to get on base. So uh, as the leadoff hitter for this revival, I'm going to promise you that I'm going to get on base. Uh, It might not be the way you're used to getting on base. It might not be how you feel I should get on base, but I'm going to get on base. So we turn our attention to the book of John. Uh, 21st chapter, uh, when we talk about restoration and we look at the theme uh, coming from 1 Peter, I wondered to myself, how could a man tell me about restoration? What in his history, what in his past has uh, qualified him to restore? Uh, First, uh, looking at John 21, looking at the 15th verse. 
so when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon, Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. Uh, for note-taking purposes. You can go on down to the 19th verse, but I already know my time is short. So I'm, I'm going to stick a pen right there and talk about restoration. Uh, nothing fancy about it, uh, just simply restoration. Have you ever lost something or misplaced something uh, and you couldn't remember where you placed it? I, now, I'm, uh, believe it or not, I'm, I'll be 30 in uh, next week. And you know, you think 30 is still young, and I know it is. But sometimes my mind doesn't act 30. So I put something down uh, knowing that this is a safe spot, uh, knowing that I will remember exactly where I put it. This is why I'm putting it right here. And uh, life happens. And I go back to reach for that which I had safely secured, and I cannot find it. It's a terrible feeling to lose something that you know you it's a terrible feeling to lose something and not be able to touch something what you once had in your possession. Uh, you could search the house for hours and maybe even days. I've lost the journal for at least two weeks looking all around it. And before long, I give up saying that it will find me when it gets ready. You look all around only to find it right in your face. Uh, you were just simply looking too hard. Well, I tell you, this is where I'm going. I, the members of New Bank Raven Hill know I, I love, as an educator, I give study notes. And I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm giving you the answers before I even give the question. So if you could just follow with me, you already see where I'm headed to this thing. Sometimes we lose some stuff knowing that we had our hands on it, knowing that I had saved up, I bought it, whatever it was, it was in my possession, it belonged to me, but now I have lost it. Don't know where to find it. And it magically appears right in front of you. I know if it's happening to me at 30, it might be happening to a, a few of our seasoned Christians. You can bear with me and understand where I'm coming from. Uh, at times throughout our life, there will be moments when we are in need of restoration because of the events of life that has transpired. Look at the word restore. Uh, return something to previous condition. To return it to the previous condition. I'm, I'm, I, I, we'll come back to it. To bring something back to an earlier and better condition. 
look at look at God uh, to bring something back to an earlier and even better condition. Some of us are in need of restoration. give you a sneak peek of some things. I, 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 I have done some stuff. I have encountered some stuff that has affected my relationship with Christ, and now I am in need of a rest. Am I the only one that goes through life? Am I the only one that's imperfect and uh, seeking perfection? I, I, I need somebody to understand that one of these days, if you're not experiencing it now, just wait on it. You're going to lose that which you had found. But glory be to God, he has ways to help you which was lost. So there are three major things when it comes to restoration. Uh, when our self-esteem doesn't allow us to look beyond ourselves, it prevents us from being restored. When we have failed miserably in the past, it can prevent our restoration from occurring. And when our pride won't allow ourselves to be used. I don't know about you, but sometimes pride can get in the way of me going back to a previous condition, even if it was going to be better than before. So in this week's theme, scriptures, Peter talks about being restored after a little suffering. If anyone was qualified to talk about restoration, it would be Simon Peter. So I'm going to give you a little background story for uh, Peter's situation. I understand my cleanup hitter is coming behind me. So I simply want to set it up to get the most runs that we can. Uh, let's look at Peter's letter to some strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, uh, more places. He is writing to some scattered, way-bound Christians. Uh, he was the leader of a apostolic band at one point. Uh, however, at the time of the crucifixion, the group had disbanded and there seemed to be no one in leadership. Uh, look at Peter. He had denied Jesus three times and was greatly disappointed with himself for being a coward. Uh, I know Peter is not the only one who has done some cowardly things in situations, but uh, he noticed that all the others had run off. The group seemed to be lost. After Jesus had died, there seemed no one to carry out the good work. But then something tremendous happened. Uh, on a Sunday morning, Jesus rose out of the grave that they put him in. Uh, and 
there seemed to be a transformation that went on with his followers. The doom and gloom was gone and the disciples could actually face each day with a new spring in their step. Already restoration is coming up, but I, I'm not going to give it to you. Christ had appeared to the entire group at once. Uh, one time or another in spots here and spots there, but everyone had seen Jesus at this time. And when the coming weeks, it was made clear to them where their duty should lie. Uh, no longer do they wait in fear for their demise, but they are now excited and hopeful that their Lord lives. But I still hadn't talked about Peter. Peter is off fishing. Everybody else is excited and they're wanting and they're willing to do the Lord's work. But Peter is on a boat. Uh, he has fallen back into his old life. Some of us, when times get hard, we go back to what we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have put away these devilish things and I've started my new walk, but I've met some opposition. It got a little rough on me, so now I'm just going to slide back into this comfort stage. New McRaven Hill, you know growth and Comfort cannot exist in the same place. If you're going to grow, you got to get uncomfortable sometimes. So Peter just went back to what was comfortable. I've been fishing all my life. I was fishing before the Lord was here and after he left me. So I thought I just going to go back and fish. He wasn't educated. He wasn't of priestly lineage. Uh, he was a poor Jew, and he figured that he was going to die a poor Jew. He belonged to the lower class, and that's where he expected to live and die. Uh, can someone say self-esteem issues? So we understand that if we cannot look beyond what we see in our life, we have sometimes self-esteem issues. I feel that I can do no better. That no one will ever look at me in the right sense. So I'm just going to fall back and go with everybody else what they've been telling me anyway. Living life within the bounds that society places on us will continually beat us down till we are nothing in our own eyes. Uh, we will de develop this low self-esteem, and if we listen to what the world says about us, we'll never reach a higher station in life. Success can only be measured by the creator. It can only be eternal factors instead of external factors. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about the external. I'm not worried about you saying I preach good. It happens. I, I'm looking for God to get the glory. 
So as long as I know that God can get the glory, my self-esteem is never down. You might tell me I missed the mark, but as long as I know God got the glory, I, I know I've done what I was supposed to do. I, you're not going to get me like that. So I need to ask you, where are you measuring your self-esteem if you are planning on restoring your relationships? Some of us have come in tired. We started this race coming to Sunday school, coming to mission, coming to all of these services. Every time the doors opened, we were in the place. But now, years later, I'm tired. Uh, it doesn't take all that. Uh, they won't miss me if I'm not there. Somebody's in need of a restoration. So getting back to the scripture, John, Jesus poses a question to Peter. Peter has already counted himself out of the disciples, but Jesus is the bank, fixes them breakfast, and he poses a question with them. Uh, Simon Peter, son of John. And I need you to understand where this is coming from. He just used his proper name. Uh, when you were growing up and uh, your mother called your whole name. You, you reacted a little differently than if she just called you by your first name. Uh, I could have been in the back room playing and if I heard Cedric, I would have taken my time. But uh, every now and then. Uh, she would call my government name. She would, she would say Cedric Dwayne Crump. And I knew my ears would perk up. I knew I had to go on a step. Something was wrong, and I needed to be right there. She had grabbed my attention with just three words. Look at Jesus, uh, Simon Peter, son of John. He gave his title in his whole name. Uh, do you love me? And you can see that that answer came quickly. Uh, Lord, you, you know I love you. I'm, I'm the same one that walked on the water for a slight second for you. <laughs> I'm the one that told everybody that who you really were. I'm your God, Jesus. I, I love you. Uh, his self-esteem might have been high, but when Jesus asked him the second time, wait, wait a minute, Jesus. I, I just said that I, maybe I said something wrong, or maybe I didn't give you the answer that, you wanted to hear, but Jesus, I, I love you. Uh, do you love me more than these? When the comparison, uh, it raises a very specific question. Look at a uh, closer look at the context of how the everything came together. This is the dilemma. Uh, 
is Jesus asking Peter, are you shaken by all that has happened to you over these courses of event? And given all of that, given everything that has taken place in your life for the past few months, uh, do you love me? Given the fact that you denied me three times and that you were so ashamed that you went back to fishing, do you love me over fishing? Do you love me over what's comfortable? Do you love me over all of these things? So we see Peter simply realize that Jesus, I love you. In these three questions and answers, we find a path of restoration. God calls for a higher, richer kind of love, but when we begin to walk in his ways, we're unable to relate to this type of love that he's talking about. That's the first question. Uh, do you love me? And of course, we get up every Sunday and we go every Wednesday and Lord, I, you know I love you. I'm here every day. You, you know I, I, I love you, Jesus. But he asks you a little bit later on, uh, uh, do you love me? That's when it starts to get rough in your life. Uh, uh, every day seems a little taxing, and now I'm starting to have other obligations. So I, But, yeah, Jesus, you, you know I love you. But then comes this last time when the bottom falls out. Uh, maybe I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I, I do believe if you're in this world, every now and then the bottom seems to fall out. And when this happens, the question is asked, uh, do you still love me? He replies all three times to Peter's response with the commission. This is where we are now. It isn't good enough to be. It isn't good enough to be restored. It isn't good enough to have a clear conscience. It isn't just good enough to feel good about yourself. Now is the time for action. After restoration, what? How, how can I know that you've been restored if you never show some signs? You're asking for restoration, and God is willing to give it to you. But after you have been restored, what will you do next? You, Paul or Peter asks Jesus, well, you, you know I love you, Jesus. And he says, if you love me, you say that you love me, that, that translates to not uh, just giving me lip service. I need an actionable product. If you say you love me, then feed my lamb. If, if you say you love me, then I need you to start feeding my sheep. If you say you love him, when is the last time you spread his good news? If you say you love him, when is the last time you helped someone in need. I, 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 I'm just trying to understand. You want to be restored, but why do you want to be restored? 
you've already beaten yourself up and you feel like path to God. But he has laid a path out for you. But once you take that path, now comes the present going on. Restoration deals with my past. I have broken a bridge that I once had, lost something, and I cannot place it. But now he has bridged the gap for me. He has found what I was looking for. What am I going to do next? Well, may maybe write me a hint on where I lost it the first time and how I can find it. Some of us have lost our joy. And when you first had it, you knew that this world didn't give it to you and this world couldn't take it away. But you lost your eyes for a second. And now you cannot locate it anymore and you're just looking all around. But I tell you to look right in your face. Uh, God has your joy. All we have to do is remember that it's right in our face. Peter was questioned three times and given the charge three times to pick up where Jesus had left off. Uh, when he denied Christ three times in the faces of the enemy, he acted unworthy as a follower of Jesus Christ. But now he has get, been given the opportunity to acknowledge him the same. Look at God restoring. Uh, he knew Reverend Crump would have told Peter, well, you denied him three times, but he only asked you two, so there's one left over. <laughs> it doesn't equate, but he says the same amount of times you denied me, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be sure that you love me. Uh, then he kicks it up a notch, and he says, not only are you going to feed my sheep, you're going to die a horrible death. Oh, now I'm about to come and bring the doom and gloom for some. He says that, Peter, for what you are doing for me, uh, you're going to be strung up on a cross. Uh, but don't worry about it. It's going to be a humbling thing for you. But it's going to bring my father some glory look at God now we're coming here for revival to be revived that it does not take a rocket scientist to figure that out uh, but my question is if uh, you know you're running out of gas and you pass by several gas stations why is it such a shock that you are on the side of the road Uh, but I see that you have had enough intuition to know that you're running low on gas and you have stopped at the filling station. So that means that you are looking for something to come out of this thing. Uh, you were looking for something that has been spent or lost. Uh, Paul Jesus lets us know here that although life could make us run out of low on gas, 
although life will have you feeling pretty down, if you just wait on him, if you just hold out for his approval, he will exalt you. Uh, what is it for a Christian to face death? I tell you, death can't hold a child of God down when he already knows where he's headed. Death, where is your victory? Oh, oh, oh grave, where is your sting? John finishes off his narrative with the command of Jesus to Peter, follow me. Notice the present tense of this command. Uh, he didn't say, I need you to follow me in the future. He did not say you should have followed me in the past. He says right now and right here, I need you to stop, stop fishing. To stop going back to your old ways and follow me. Uh, I have to humbly submit that it means uh, keep on following me. Uh, Jesus uh, shows him where he should put his faith. He should focus his sights on Jesus and never take his uh, sights off of his saving grace. Uh, so I'm telling you. This evening, uh, for the start of this revival, if you're wanting to be restored, uh, there is restoration in the building. If you're wanting to be brought back to God, he has already made a way for you. He sent his only begotten son for you. His son died on an old rugged cross for you. He was buried in a grave for you. And right now, after he had risen on that Sunday, he's sitting on the right hand of the Father just for you. He restores. He revives. And through him, you can relive. The doors of the church are open. In this moment, in this spirit of restoration, reality is that many of us come here in various conditions. Some come to this sanctuary broken. Some come burdened. Some come confused, others frustrated. Some come with a relationship with God that is somewhat out of kilter. It's not where it ought to be good news tonight the preacher said he restores anybody in this house ever messed up don't fool me now 
you're not too proud to admit that you you messed up in life. You you've done some things you're not proud of. You, you anybody ever wish you you could have a do-over? You you wish you could if I could just do that over, I I'd do it differently this time. If I could do it over, I I'd make a different decision. I mm. The good news tonight is that just as Peter messed up, Jesus gave him another chance. He gives us another chance also. If you're here tonight, I want to do two things. If you're here tonight and you don't have relationship with Jesus Christ, If you are here and you perhaps have a relationship, but you know that it's been distanced, you know that that relationship is fractured and fragmented, you know that because of your past decisions or because of ways that you have gone or ways that you have acted, you're not where you ought to be in your relationship right now. Good news tonight is God restores. So if you're here, the first call is for those of you who either need to establish a relationship or for you who need to reestablish your fellowship. Because here's the good news, y'all. Once your relationship is established, it can never be destroyed. Prove it to you. I will always be my daddy's son. You missed it. You missed it. You missed it. I will always be my daddy's son. Now, I might do some things, and I've done some things that didn't make him proud at the time and made him wonder, did I teach that boy right? Did I teach him anything? And that might have messed up the fellowship for a little while, but I was always... So if you're here tonight, you're here tonight, whatever your condition, whatever your situation, whatever that scenario, if you don't have a relationship with Christ or if you need to reestablish your fellowship with God through Jesus Christ, the doors of the church are open tonight. Wherever you are, whoever you are, won't you come now? Won't you come now? Pastor Crump, you got on first base. 
you got us on first base. And, and, and what I need for us to do, I'm going to invite those of you who are looking for this week to be your week of restoration, to be your week of renewal, to be your week of revival. I'm talking to folk who've been broken right now. I'm talking to people whose strength has been depleted. I'm talking to people who have been looking for the Lord to come through in a special way. I want you to meet me down here tonight. If you believe God restores and you're in need of restoration, I want you to meet me down here tonight. God restores. You who are broken, you who are weary, you who are burdened, you who are lonely, you who are frustrated, you who are confused, you who need the Lord to come through. Good news, God restores. Meet me down here, wherever you are, whoever you are. Come on, come on to this place. God restores. God restores. God restores. God restores. God restores. God restores. Whatever you need, God restores. Whatever you need, mm. whatever you need, God restores. Somebody needs answers, God restores. Somebody needs hope, God restores. Somebody needs joy, God restores. God restores. God restores. Somebody needs your faith to be increased. God restores. My God, my God. Anybody ever been beat up? Has life ever beat you up or, or beat you down? God restores. God restores.
is be in prayer for uh, the rest of the services this week. We, we're going to use our outside voice to just shut it off for a minute. Just shut it off. Amen. We're going to use our preacher voices. Amen. 